Hello, welcome everybody to the Blue Scoobies podcast. <laughs> so, let's get started. Yes. The, the topic of today, Fallout 76. <laughs> yes, the infamous online Fallout rumored for years. And now we finally have it. Yeah, we do. It's either going to be terribly failed or awesomely done. Yeah, I have high hopes, but I have high hopes for a lot of things that, you know, crash and burn. <laughs> Let's hope Fallout 76 isn't one of them. Yeah, I'm hoping this one uh, new, uh, doesn't, doesn't suck completely. So, other features that come along with this collector's edition, you get your own power armored head. <laughs> power armor helmet, yeah, that, that sounds really cool. Which... You know, the price could vary over $200, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it starts at 200 but it's already sold out, so you're going to have to buy it for some random guy on eBay who's probably selling it for more. There's going to be a beta, because it's an online game. they got to test it, which is good news to hear, but it's an Xbox exclusive. I've been blessed with having both consoles, but not everyone is as fortunate as the rest. Yes, I also have two consoles. Our friend Michael, on the other hand, is not. Yes, our co-host Mike doesn't. That's why uh, Xbox One is better. Let's not start this debate. That's a debate for another for another day. Yeah. Even though PS4 has better graphics, which makes it better. Yep. <laughs> another feature in uh, Fallout 76, other than the online co-op feature, is there will be, you know, a new a new slew of enemies and apparently at least two new armor power armor sets and that's pretty cool to hear because the power armor plays a pretty uh, interesting role in the in the gameplay and the enemies that we've seen include what looks to be like a flying death claw i don't i yeah, don't remember what the name was from when they had the E3 press conference but when they did it when they showed it it was very cool and uh other ones include uh what looks to be a new type of um uh, crab i don't remember the name of the actual enemy but they have glowing eyes and they show up in swampy areas so now you know ben's really our gaming consultant on this none of us really you know besides me and michael don't really pay attention to you know Bethesda or any of its conferences or the E3 or any of that. So, but they do buy the games. I do. I, yes, I do spend my money. Yep, and I will play Madden. Madden's a good game. Um, I have not played the most recent Madden, and I don't think Ben has either. I'm not a sports guy. Personally, I just E3, not. they have to announce it at E3. It's so dumb. Another thing that will be featured in Fallout 76, nuclear launch sites. Now do, you get, do, now, do we know if we're, if we're able to use them yet? Yes, we do. You will have to go looking around. Other players may have them. You may have them. Um, there's multiple in the map, and there's passwords, and you have to find a piece of the password to spell out a word. They explain this in a video where, you know, they, uh, you know the main character finds a group, and the... Password spells out bingo. 
and they all combine it and then they get in and it's apparently a big deal and you can completely decimate a part of the map. Do we know if we're going to be able to make like groups, like factions in this? Probably not, because it's been said that it won't feature a lot of NPCs due to the multiplayer, which is kind of a downside, personally, for me. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of a downside for me, personally, because NPCs pretty much make up everything. I mean, how are you going to get a quest? Yeah, because so. yeah, I, I was kind of thinking of this like as um, GTA did the gangs, you know, you make, you make your gang. Or, yeah. You know, that's, you know. And it was, you know, a group of people that you did it with. Well, it, that's yet, I mean, it, that would be a very interesting thing for them to add. It, it's a, yet to be announced, which kind of, I, I hope they release more details. This does come out in less than five months, mm-hmm. which is pretty yeah, close. With the, with the nukes, you can kill everyone? You can kill people in a specific radius. radius. After you launch it, you get to a uh, terminal, and it lets you launch it out into the wasteland at a specific point, and it shows you where the blast radius will be. And it just completely decimates the entire area. And it's unknown if it goes back or if it stays like that, but because it's a server, it obviously can't stay like that forever. So how it's probably going to work is for the entirety of the time that people are in one server, it'll probably stay like that. But they've made it. But they've yeah, made it nice. very clear that it will be quite a challenge to find the entirety of the password. So, so is it gonna is it gonna be purely multiplayer, or is there a story mode then multiplayer? They said that there's a story mode which you can play in multiplayer, which is the main focus. But it could be played single player. I I'm sticking to multiplayer, even if it's another person, just one other person. I'm. I mean, as fun as it would be to play by myself, you know, I'm gonna go with how the game. You know, comms. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the whole new game mechanic. Mm. I like to experience it with other people. Did they give a reason for why they picked West Virginia? They said that it just had a vast, you know, very vast area, and it had a lot of different regions with the mountains and the plains and just different areas. Which you could say that for any area in the Midwest. I mean, it's not hard. I mean, yeah, they they could pick anywhere. I personally think that they should go to New York and Miami. I feel like both of those places would be really cool. Yeah. So, but I feel like they'd be treading in, you know, in unknown waters. And they'd also, they'd also just be following in the footsteps of every other game, you know? Yeah, for going into a, a big city. So, props to them for going to a place that not a lot of people care about. I mean, look at how that song that goes that goes with the trailer, West Virginia. I mean, I haven't seen this many people singing something about a state that not everyone knows about, you know, and ever. I mean, whoever talks about West Virginia? Not many people. Not a lot of people. I you know it's a state. That's yeah. actually, you're actually dumb. You're actually dumb. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, you could clearly see who the smarter people in this podcast are. Yeah. <laughs> I I wish I really do wish they they kind of listened to the fans a bit and they went along with having a bigger group of people. I understand there's limitations to a game like this. They try to keep it as close to the or, you know close to other Fallout games as possible. But I mean, having only four people, including yourself, in a group seems a bit small. Like it's just you know it could be bigger. Yeah. 
So, since this is our first Blue Scoobies podcast, let's give a little background. We have a friend, Lee McLean, and his dad was in a band. His name is Gil McLean, and the name of that band was Blue Scoobies. So, it has formed into our group, and we gave the name Blue Scoobies. Yeah. Now, we're doing this podcast just for, you know, pretty much shits and giggles, but, you know, we think it would be cool just to have something where we could express our opinions and, you know, I mean... It's very easy to record a podcast, so we might as well do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's basically just going to be a lot of gaming talk, maybe politics, you know, pop culture, movies, stuff like that. A very laid back, you know, podcast that just for, you know, listening pleasure. Yep. Now we have six members. Myself, Ben, Lewis. Me. Michael. Hello, uh, Cooper, another member, Liam, and Chris. Now, we obviously have taken the liberty of starting the podcast ourselves, but we, we've taken the liberty of starting it ourselves. But for you know, for the purpose of we wanted to start it, we wanted to start this for quite a bit, and not everyone can you know adjust to the schedules. We can't always be in the same place, you know. So, you know, we took the liberty of, you know, starting it ourselves and we thought maybe, you know, we could split it up into groups. Maybe one time we may have the whole Scoobies, but not everyone will be there. So I hope you enjoy, you know, the dynamic of having different people every time. All right. So what's the next topic that we wanted to talk about? Next topic we were going to talk about was was the gaming addiction uh Dis- uh, was it a disorder or was it disorder? Yeah, the gaming addiction disorder. Um, was, it was like a mental disorder. Yeah, by the World Health Organization. Now, personally, I think it's a bit of a stretch. Yes, there are addictions to things, but I don't think it should be completely clarified and documented as a disorder. People could get addicted to many things, you know, but, you know, the things that they get, get addicted to could have different effects on their life like drugs alcohol you know gambling gambling and all those other things are clearly problems with someone's life yes i could be sitting in a dark room all day playing video games till you know i become this lifeless vegetable that just doesn't do anything and personally you know i i know quite a few people that devote a lot of their time most of their time to playing video games. I'd, I'd like to consider myself as you know one of the lucky few that likes to play video games a lot, but still has plenty of time to hang out with his friends and do other things. But not a lot of people have that. A lot of people or want that. You know, quite a lot of people put a lot of their time, effort, and money, which is unfortunate, into gaming, and that's it. So, and I could see why the World Health Organization would clarify this as a problem, but. Not a disorder. I personally don't think it should be clarified as as a disorder. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. It makes sense a little bit. Like you know, you, you, there's definitely times throughout the day where I'm like, where the day before I played video games and I'm like, oh, I really want to play again because you know, I I didn't get to finish this or I thought, oh, now I could do this in the game. But to say it's a full on addiction, I think we're going a little far. Now, believe me, Fortnite I think has been one of the most addictive games anyone has ever played played that i think fortnite made this all come out because and i blame fortnite 100 percent because mm-hmm. ever since fortnite mm-hmm. came out 
people have been playing video games a lot more and it's only been Fortnite. So, yeah, that's that's actually, you know, that's been a confirmed factor that played into them officially announcing this because of a story that was, you know, that, you know, went around recently in major news outlets about this little girl who, you know, I, I think she was in the single digits when, when it came to age, but like she had been playing for so, like you know, 12. for so many hours. Yeah. Her parents discovered her. She was just sitting in a puddle of her own piss. She was just sitting there staring at the screen. Her eyes were red. You know, she didn't get up. She was drooling. She was, you know, I can hear this. The carpet. And it's, it's just, it's, it's and people and, you know, she was playing Fortnite, which unfortunately has become a very addictive and, and I, and I, I read an article on this. It, it's, it's similar to gambling addiction because in gambling, you come very close to winning so many times. And that's why it becomes an addiction because it's like, you know, the saying you're so close, but yet so far away. It's yeah. become that. And Fortnite, it's be, you, you get down, you know, like out of the hundred people, you get down to the final five and, you know, you're so close to winning. Now there's three people left and you get killed by that one guy. It's like that. You, you're so close to winning that it, you have to keep playing till you win, you know? And then once you win, you're like, I want to win again, you know, and it becomes an addiction where other games, you know, you're, you know, in a squad, like, you know, let's say on, you know, Rainbow Six Siege, you know, and you just, you lose, you know, it's like, it's not like you're getting so close to winning with, you know, out of a hundred people. It's that, you know, dynamic that I think gives it such an addictive, you know, uh, aura. Yeah. And the worst is that they're having more games coming. Like, oh, Call of Duty has no, a battle royale. Call of Duty. Oh, uh, well, they had another game. It was like a main. Oh, Battlefield, Battlefield Five. Oh, that's the worst. They just brought them right yeah. in. Yeah, many many games are just adapting to this because they see that it's a profitable market. It's popular. They see that it's a profitable market. They see that it's clearly affecting people in a positive manner for the company. I mean, you know, back to what it, back to what Mike said, it, especially for. Battlefield, that's from a company, that's from Electronic Arts, EA, that's literally from a company that devotes most of their games just to making money. Like, let's not forget the Battlefront controversy. You know, the game barely had any content, and then, you know, two years later, they were going to release another game. It's got good content, it's got good things about it, but it's got loot boxes. And then when the game finally comes out, it's this huge deal, you know, making money and all that, and EA wants to, you know, get another cash grab and they jumped into the uh, battle royale field and now they're you know i don't really know how to execute this i feel like the battlefield series is very good good graphics good story yeah like even in the beginning when video games you know you know sorry to cut you off but like it was all about you know making a good video game now there's just so many video games that the companies are big enough where it doesn't matter if it's good or not people are going to buy it and they're going to make millions of dollars it's just about making money now it's like, you know, it, it's like if they lose money on a big, big AAA game, it's not even going to affect them anymore. They're multi-million dollar companies. They're not going to, they're not going to back down. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to make such a big deal out of it. Nothing's really going to happen to them per se. Yeah. And especially because a lot of these big companies like EA, their, their reach is endless. They have Battlefield. I mean, yeah, they, they have Battlefield. Battlefront, then they have their sports games, then they have they, like they like they're they they're in endless categories, so it doesn't matter if they make one bad game, people are still gonna buy their stuff. Yeah, so that's you know, 
unfortunately, you know, one, you know, for one game to just play a huge part in, you know, gaming, gaming addiction to become an actual disorder by the, by the World Health Organization, you know, it, it's, it's kind of insane to see that just come from one game. But I think it plays more into the genre. Fortnite's the only game that really succeeds the best other than maybe PUBG. But even so, you know, you only hear a lot of, you only hear this stuff coming out of Fortnite. But it's just, you know, it's, it's just insane. It's insane to see this happen to people. And it's insane to see the world, you know, move on and make this, you know, you know, you know, shine some light on this. Of course, like a problem. Yeah, like for them to make like this like such a big epigen. problem. Yeah, I think they should. You know, it's funny though. I thought they were putting something in the water. To be honest, because Fortnite just is so much more addictive than any other game. I mean, I'm personally not. I, I've never played it all that often, so I never really got into it. But at other people, I'm like, I'm like, this. They can't stop playing Fortnite. And, and you know, not to you know bring personal matters into this, but it's definitely a problem with my brother. Kid does not stop playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> You know, it's a perfect example of, of you know, the gaming addiction disorder. You know, people get, you know, you know, you you made a very good point, Lewis, of, you know, how it's very similar to gambling, how it's you know the you get so close to winning, but then you don't, and then you, that's what you know grabs you. That's what you know latches you on. It's, it's a big deal. It's yeah, I should probably source deal. that before we get. Um convicted of um plagiarism i don't know where i exactly i read it i think it might have been on ign though so yeah i'm sure if you look up you know i'm sure if you look up you know similarities with gaming addiction to other disorders you'll probably find something similar or maybe that even same article but yeah i don't want to get a you know the first podcast get convicted of plagiarism so yeah (laughs) but that's besides the point like to be honest like we're we're all we also play Fortnite. Like we can see why it's addicting. We're not addicted. We don't play it like twenty four freaking seven. Yeah. Like we like we play it like normally. Like we play other games. We don't play like Overwatch, Fallout, Madden, any of our own games. But this. Oh yeah, I know. I know. I, yeah, like I know. I know. I know plenty of people who have or have it under control. I think it really goes within the um, areas of like like nine years old to like 13 years old you know and then like maybe you have a few you know older kids and younger than that thrown in there but it's really like that little bit of like preteen that is very addicted to the game it's the young impressionable ages yeah yeah anything could really you know where you can still get into phases of things like it i really see it showing my cousin he's about to turn nine the or yeah the, the poor kid you know, I see the as you know he has problems. You know, every like every every young kid, but he has attention problems, and he also gets into phases. You know, he liked Pokemon for a year. He liked Yu-Gi-Oh for a year. He liked anything. He got into anything. He liked Minecraft. He liked other things. I can really see now. I can really see it coming now that it now that Fortnite's reaching vast different you know vastly different you know areas of you know playability. He's getting into the Fortnite phase. It really is just as long like if they have access to it, it could happen to anybody. I really think that it's it's less a gaming addiction and more a, a Fortnite addiction. But as soon as Fortnite dies out, I feel like it'll become a you know a wider a wider problem. I'm gonna miss the Call of Duty campaign though. 
because I, I, I usually like their campaigns, and now that they're not going to have one and make it Battle Royale, that kind of pisses me off. Yeah. For them to just jump the gun and go right into that, you know, kind of sucks. Yeah. Seeing so many companies jump Battle Royale. Well, like, gaming like this, like, I, like everyone thought it's going to be like, you know, Marvel for 3 or Black Ops 2, like it's a late night game you play with your friends. No, people play the 24 freaking 7, and they don't stop. Yeah. Like, you buy yourself. Like, like, back to that story about the young girl. She was playing it for almost, I think it was almost two full days. Yeah. Wait, I I did not hear the story. I have to look this up after. Yes, I saw this genuine story, and then I heard it somewhere. I think it was on, um, I think it was on GameSpot. They were talking about it, and then a few days later, that's when they announced the World Health Organization Gaming Edition. Uh, uh, like, you know, declaration. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so anything else on the list of topics for today? Those were our two main topics, so unless you guys... All right, uh, so um, let's just talk about anything random now. Um, let's see. Should have probably planned out a third topic because I did not realize how... To- how... Oh, I was going to say something. I had something in my mind. <laughs> Um, all right, so how about this? How about we get a little serious for the last couple of minutes? Trump's sure. travel ban was put into place today by a five to four Supreme Court ruling. Very interesting. Yeah. Considering it was shot yeah, down many times. Another Trump related topic. The uh the separation of families. That's a that's a big deal. Not too long ago, uh I'd say maybe about a week or so ago, uh, Trump announced that there would be that he would be announcing a sixth branch of the military called the Space Force, which in itself sounds like the worst Atari game ever. <laughs> okay. You should do the little applause thing right now. Yeah. I have to put that in later. But Space Force. <laughs> Space Force. Um, applause. Um but it's just, you know, it's a ridiculous name. It's a ridiculous concept. I personally don't think that at this moment in time we really need that out of anything. I don't think they should be pumping their resources into something like a which, into the which is which is also funny because he wanted to cut funding for NASA, and now he wants to make the space force. It's kind of like you know contradicting itself, but pretty much. <laughs> no, here's the thing. I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a Republican, but I mean, I like don't, don't get me wrong. I like the guy. He gets stuff done, you know. But he's so stupid in what he says. He's just like so immature. I don't think he's like presidential enough. Well, that's why I probably wouldn't have voted for him. I mean, just the things he says are ridiculous. And I mean, it's just like, like you know, I mean, it, are his policies good? I don't think so. I mean, the, he's he splits up families and then he blames it on Democrats and says it's a Democratic idea, which... It clearly wasn't since, you know, his attorney general put it into place. But I mean, I can't understand why he wants immigrants out of the country. But let's just get this straight. They do the dirty work of America. They do. They they clean your dishes. They pick your fruits. It's not stuff that, uh, a, you know, a white guy at a college is going to want to do. They, yes, but what about the gangs? That's the, that's the main Dude, problem. there is. They, so dude, wait, they can't just execute on one on one group. No, the problem, the problem with Trump 
and Mexicans and Spanish people and immigrants <laughs> in general is is he uses them as a scapegoat. Exactly, it's a scapegoat. It's it's what it is. People are pe- people that everyone can get behind and blame for all their problems. Like you see all these you see all these videos on the news and all these articles online about you know people you know ranting and yelling at people speaking Mexican or stuff like that, and they start yelling at them. They're going on they're going on racist rants, and it's just it's not okay. It's because I hate to just put all the blame on Trump, like using him as a scapegoat, but. You know, it's it part. You know, part of this is kind of his fault. I know, yeah, he's he's definitely breeding a branch of hatred towards immigrants, which yeah, like, I, I mean, he he's from immigrant descent. He is from German immigrant descent. It's like, you know, they probably thought the same thing about Germans at the time. But you know, he his family was able to make something of itself. Why doesn't he think that Mexicans or Honduras people or Ecuadorian people could make something of themselves today? It's it's the same thing. What it's just. It's just because they came here illegally. Yes, I know the process takes a long time, but it's worth it in the end. Whereas, if you come here legally, it works. You get a good job. That's the other thing. You get a good job. Drugs and it's also because too you have to you have to understand this. It, look, and I totally agree with that. You, if you're gonna come here, you should try to come here legally. But some people don't have time for the legal process because they're being hunted down by gangs. Exactly. I mean, in their countries, like the, I heard this story. I was watching. He was, I think, I'm pretty sure it was John Oliver. It was on John Oliver, and uh, a a lady tried crossing the border illegally because her brother and her father were killed in. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Honduras by gang violence, and they threatened her. So she she came to America, and she said that she was seeking asylum, which is a legal claim. It's a legal claim if you come here. Oh, and yeah, then and she, the, the judge ruled, oh, no, you're not seeking asylum. You're fine. Sent her back, and reports came back that she was killed two days later after sending her back. So, you know, I, I, don't, I feel like, yes, there definitely is gangs, that, that some gangs trying to cross the border. But I feel like the number is just so low out of the million, like, out of the people that are trying to come here. The number is so low that it's, it's really hard to say that, you know, you got to push people away because... Our country has the resources, and it could use the people, like I said, to run the shitty jobs of this country. That I mean, you you could you could help them get the legal process instead of just pushing them away. How about we try to help them get the legal process so they can become citizens and be productive and pay taxes and you know feed the American economy. Yeah. Yep. I saw a documentary on what I believe is HBO. It's you know just one of those you know documentaries of people trying to get you know of of people trying to show what life is like and they showed a woman who kept coming into the country you know illegally and she the reason why was because she had a kid and her and her husband was killed in gang violence like and a gang kept threatening her and three times she kept coming to this country and she kept you know I, i don't really understand the circumstances i personally don't remember but she kept getting sent back and she and this was the fourth time she was trying to cross and it was just you know and then they showed other families you know were that were you know the products of you know illegal families that were the products of gang violence you know it's just it's unfortunate that a lot of these people have to come to this country you know under really bad circumstances because if they could come here legally if they had the chance then i'm sure they would and i'm sure we wouldn't have this problem as much i think we should you know, as much as it, you know, it would, 
you know, as much as much problems that would come from this, I think that we should personally, you know, pour some of our resources into maybe and not even that stopping some of the gang violence and maybe even helping. And not even that. And if if you lock them up, it costs more money to feed them and keep the prison going that they're kept in than just letting them come in and get a job. I mean, at, at you know, like you're spending more money on feeding them in a prison and you know all the utilities of of you know a holding facility before they get you know their court hearing than you would just letting them in the freaking country. I mean, you know. It's it's like you have to have regulations and you have to make sure people are here illegally and paying taxes. But I mean, at some point, you're spending more money trying to, you know, get people back out of the country than just letting them in. Yep. Okay. well, that is all for today. I feel like that was a good conversation, a good podcast. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. and conversations, good dynamic. And I feel like, you know, we should just put it out there that podcast times may vary. This one just came to, you know, right now I'm looking at 29 minutes, but, you know, it could be longer than that. Yeah, we, we in the future, we could possibly or maybe even post longer ones, maybe an hour, 45 minutes, a little over an hour. Podcasts could vary. So if you were expecting... The longest will be like an yeah, hour. So if you were expecting more... I apologize, but we don't exactly have the time or the resources to, you know, get a longer podcast going. And also, this is our first time doing this, so we're not exactly, you know, professionals. So, thank you for listening. Enjoy your day. Yes, enjoy your day. Thank you for listening, and have a good day, evening, night, rest of your week. We could probably be back tomorrow. Tomorrow could be a different time for you guys. We'll be back next episode when we discover how to make a schedule. (laughs) Thank you. All right, thank you. And see you later.